This is the Acting Up Podcast with your host, Allie Goodman. Backstage pass to the life of a professional working actor and mom raising a kid with special needs. Today, we're talking about rewards and bribery. I think we live in a world where we've decided that rewards are how we can teach the best. Now, you know, and we live in, think about the culture that we live in. So, you buy a lottery ticket, you can win the lottery. You, you know, big reward for putting, for investing in this ticket. You, I don't want to say play the stock market, but you get it. You know, you play the stock market, stock market, you buy stocks and in the hopes that the reward will be that, that things will go up. But there's always a risk. So if you buy a lottery ticket, there's the risk that you won't win. If you invest in the stock market, there's a risk that it will go down or do the opposite of what you're trying to do. So the whole risk reward piece is such an interesting thing to me because it then it skews more out of something that is a positive and into something that feels a little bit more negative, which is what we think of when we think of the word bribery. And it's kind of a joke amongst a lot of parents with kids with special needs, this idea of bribery, that we bribe our kids to be good in the store and then they'll get a toy. We bribe our kids to go to bed uh, and not have a fight and we'll promise them some sort of a reward in the morning. Like we'll go for, I don't know, cupcakes or ice cream or something. So the idea that if you're good today and good in this moment, then you'll get this reward later. With kids on the spectrum, this is not, this is not as easy a task. We try to teach the same thing. Uh, a sort of what I would call a delayed reward. So if you do this thing right, you'll get this reward. A lot of a, a lot of ABA and a lot of um, other types of therapies teach this, that, oh, you want to go in the ball pit? Well, we have to do this work first and then you can have the ball pit. So there's a lot of first and then, first and then, which is a technique that's used a lot. And it works. It works for most kids. My kid, it works for him. But I also find that the opposite works for him. And I want to talk a little bit about this because I don't know that this is explored as often. And it doesn't work in every situation. But I experimented with something the other day just to see what would happen. So I want to back up a little bit. When I first brought Jackson to ABA the, when, right after his diagnosis, so he'd been diagnosed in June of 2016. And then we were having our first session in October of 2016 at the clinic that we decided to go with. So we went in for that session and I went in to talk with the the BCBA about what, what was going on and how they were running things and all that stuff. And she explained to me, I'm sorry, I was explaining to her that I was trying to parent him with more, kindness isn't the word, more asking him to do things versus telling him to do things. And she, I was sitting in the office of the social worker that was at the clinic and they exchanged a glance. So an example of this, I believe we were talking about sunscreen and I was asking, in a way I was asking his consent, okay, can I put this on your neck? And 
they were like, you have to just tell him you're going to do it. Because if you ask him, he's probably going to say no, or he's not going to comply. And I thought, well, that's kind of pushing his consent a little bit, that that's hard on him, right? And so, and I thought, I don't feel so great about that. So I had to come up with a way that I would feel more okay with saying, this is going to happen, but you have choice. So one of the techniques that I started to use a little bit more often was I would say, okay, we have to put sunscreen on. Do you want it on your neck first or on your arms or whatever? And let him choose. And then, okay, you want it on your arms. Do you want your right arm or your left arm? So I would give him all of these places where you're going to, you can't, you don't have a choice. Sunscreen's coming on. By the way, if you hear that, this is, this is a real podcast and real time and they are, someone is mowing their lawn outside. So I apologize for the loudness. This is, doesn't usually happen when I record. <laughs> uh, oh, there it is. Woo! Uh, so, so this helped for me because it made me feel better in that I didn't have to ask him if, if we could do this because the answer probably would be no. They were correct on that. But at least I got a place where I got, I felt as though I were giving him choice. All right, we're going to wear one of these shirts today, this shirt or this shirt. And then I would make him be more specific, not just that shirt or this shirt, the blue shirt or the black shirt, the Mario shirt or the star shirt, you know, whatever it happened to be. And this has been a very helpful thing that we've done. So recently, Jackson's about to turn seven in November. So he's, I feel like he's been six forever. But so we were in the car. And one of the things that Jackson does in the car that is so frustrating is he likes to take off his socks and shoes, which is a problem because once we get home, we have to have him put his shoes and socks back on just to get out of the car to then get in the house, to then take off his socks and shoes. Like, come on, dude. It's very annoying. So I made a deal with him. He has a toy that he gets to use in the car. We have, I, th- I know I've discussed stimming before and the fact that for Jackson, it's not just a soothing thing, but it also amps him up and it makes him disassociate from being part of our world. He kind of just, it, you know, goes into his own world. So this way, he's calm in the car and he doesn't, start to mess with his brother but it does allow him I would say his spinning time his time to stim away and just be focused on that and sing and do the things that he likes to do and I don't mind it in the car because nobody's desperately trying to engage with him in the car because I'm driving and I need it to be safe so we've we've come to this compromise that it's okay for him to have he has what he calls the octopus it's one of those sort of uh silicone squishy toys that has lots of tentacles and he'll spin that so fine I don't care by all means, dude, take it and run with it. But we've noticed that even with having that toy, he was still taking off his socks and shoes. And when I'm alone in the car with him, I there's nothing I can do about it. If John's in the car, he can usually reach back and make him put on his socks and shoes before we get home. But if he's not in the car with me, it's it's all and then it's just extra time. And then Jordan's upset. You know, it just turns into this whole thing. And it's starting to become frustrating and stressful for everybody. So I thought, what can I do? So I picked him up at, at therapy the other day. We got in the car. And one of the rules, even though he breaks the rule all the time, is, especially if I'm alone, is that I have to put Jordan in the car first and strap him in. Jackson knows he can get into the car without me. He can't strap himself in, but he can get into the car. And he doesn't get to play with the octopus until he's strapped in. Once he's strapped in, the octopus is his. He can do whatever he wants. So these are the deals. Now, the we we store the octopus in his cup holder of his car seat. So, of course, he sees it and immediately wants to play with it. And while I... I, the rule is he has to wait. I, and actually, to be very honest, 
John created that rule. I don't really care because usually Jackson's trying to touch all the things in the car. So he's just sitting quietly and playing with the octopus. But when you're in a relationship and when you're married and when you're both parent co-parenting it together and, and as parents, you have to back each other up. So I often will reiterate, daddy always tells you, or I, you know, you know the rule. You don't play with the octopus until we strap you in. But again, everybody's got their thing. That's John's. It doesn't bother me. But anyway, it's fine. Long story short. So we get into the, so I get Jordan in the car and it occurs to me that Jackson is going to want to take his shoes and socks off. And so I thought, oh gosh, what do I do here? And I thought, well, I I don't want him to take them off. We're in a rush. I need him to not do that. So I think we were driving to his other therapy and I thought, what can I do instead? And I thought, well, let me try this. So I said, Jackson, I said, you can play with the octopus because we give you the octopus in the car. That's, that's allowed, but I want to make you a deal. Okay. And I made him look at me and he said, yes. And I said, here's the deal. You can have the octopus today. No problem. Promise me you will not take off your socks and shoes. If you don't take off your socks and shoes, if you keep your shoes and socks on, you can have the octopus on the way home. But if you take your socks and shoes off, no octopus on the way home. And he said, okay, so we drove and I'm telling you, like, this is a drive that 99% of the time it takes socks and shoes off because it's a long drive and we're always in traffic and it's annoying and all of that. Well, lo and behold, the kid kept his socks and shoes on. And I thought, okay, I've got to experiment with this a little bit more. And it's very funny because I completely forgot on the way home to tell him the same deal. On the way home, which is a much shorter trip, he took them off. And I thought, okay, so maybe as opposed to a delayed reward, I need to start working with a delayed consequence. Because as weird as it is, see, the thing with Jackson is we we don't deal with consequences with him because he doesn't care about them. Oh, you're doing, you're spinning that? Give it to me. It's getting taken away. He doesn't throw a fit. He doesn't get upset. He doesn't care. He'll just find something else to play with or do or whatever. You're climbing up on the piano? Get off. Get off right now. No, you can't climb on the piano. You're not allowed to ever climb on the piano. Okay, I'll go do something else. Like he doesn't care. Oh, you're being, you're being cranky? We're going to go to your room. Okay, I'll just bang around in here. Like he doesn't care. He doesn't care nothing, not taking things away from him doesn't matter, threatening with other, you know, you can't do this or you can't do that or you can't go to this party. He doesn't care. Can't go to the park today. The only things that I could threaten that would bother him are taking him out of therapy and that would actually be worse for everybody in all the ways. It would be like saying to a kid, you can't go to school today, <laughs> you know, in Jackson's case. And Jackson would be really upset by that. Uh, but I can't threaten that. That's not, that's not, a, that's not possible. So, and that's not a consequence I can follow through with because that just, that would just be awful for me. So, so, so I have nowhere to go with this. It's very frustrating. So, you know, it's like, you got to have consequences that can fit the, the situation. And basically saying like, you can't see your grandmother. Like it would be horrible, right? I'm never going to do that. So it's, I have to come up with ways that are going to work. And Jackson doesn't care. He doesn't care and he and it's and whether he cares or he doesn't he doesn't show that he cares and he goes right back to doing it again it's he's the best salesman that you'll ever meet because no means nothing to him so and it's exhausting because there you lose your temper very fast because you can't get through to somebody who is of an age where it should get through where something should matter to him where something should be important enough that if we take it away it would really bother him so I realized it's not that something would be 
necessarily taken away from him, but it's something that he doesn't get to do or something that he doesn't get. And again, he loves this octopus. It is a special treat to him to get in the car and play with it. So I thought, well, I'm not going to not let him have it as sort of a delayed reward. Like, hey, if you keep your shoes on, keep your shoes and socks on, you can have it on the way home. Instead, I thought, well, what if I give it to you and I make the deal with you that if you keep your socks and shoes on, then you can have it again. And I thought, let's see if this works. So my problem is that I forgot, I forgot to give him that to continue the to continue the next time. So I'll have to remember to do that today when, when we get in my car to go on that trip. Ooh, it's hard, man. It's I, I need I need an assistant to remind me of all of the stuff that I've learned and have been teaching and have been taught and all of that. It's it's quite funny. I'm going to interrupt this a little bit and I want to do, I know this is a little unconventional, but I'm going to do a shout out now because I would like to tell all of you about, uh, I, I'm so proud of so many of my friends lately. There are so many people in our community who are basically saying, I don't want to sit around and t- have somebody else tell me that I am talented enough or strong enough or can do this or creative enough or all of that. They are making their own work and they are making a name for themselves by doing that. And a couple of my friends who are actually in the very tail end of their fundraising campaign for their web series are Corey and Sarah are famous. And you literally could Google Corey, C-O-R-R-I, and Sarah, S-A-R-A, are famous. And you can find information about them on Seed and Spark. You can support their web series by just going and watching their stuff and liking the page, Corey and Sarah are famous, or liking them on Instagram. Uh, I talk about them because uh, Corey is going to be a guest on the podcast in the future. I'm very excited to have her on. I have a lot of guests that I'm excited to have on, uh, and she's just one of them. So it's it's all coming down the pike. Kelly O'Sullivan it just had her movie picked up. Uh, her and Alex Thompson did a movie called St. Francis Movie, and it's going to be released in theaters. It was picked up by uh, Oscilloscope laboratories and they're doing a theatrical release which is incredibly exciting so I mean that's just like two of super cool people that I've been seeing my other friend Sean Patrick Leonard is doing an amazing group of short films that he's calling her story which essentially is this group of small films one he just finished is called love me tinder and uh they're all short films that are all uh have female leads and he's really doing a lot to help bolster women which I think is incredible so go Sean go Corey and Sarah go Kelly and Alex I'm just very excited about my friends and all of their incredible work that they've been doing so far it's and I will be honest with you it's hard sometimes to be sitting on the sidelines in a way I mean it's not to say that I'm not auditioning as well but I'm not creating anything specific other than this podcast I'm not out there writing a a screenplay and I'm not writing, you know, a play and I'm not producing my own stuff. It's, I, I, I'm just not. And sometimes I wonder if I should be or could be or want to be, (laughs) to be honest with you. I, I feel like I would need a little bit more hours and weeks and days in my life to make it happen because there's a lot that goes into parenting in general. And then there's a lot that goes into parenting on a budget uh, with, you, you know, when you're 
desperately in need of help because you're in a situation where you're needing to run to pick up and drop off and pick up and drop off and go to therapy and sit at therapy. It's a lot. And on top of it now, Jordan is now starting all of his therapies. So he's already been in PT, which is why the kid is now finally walking, which is really exciting. He doesn't walk all the time. He walks maybe 50% of the time, but he's still doing it. And so it's huge. And that's all because of Sarah from PT. We love you, Sarah. The other things that he's starting, he's starting speech. He had his first speech session. um, And this is all through early intervention through EI. And then he's going to be starting OT. So the thing about Jordan is that he is delayed, but he's more delayed in that he is he is doing all of the things or will be doing all of the things. He's just many months behind those things. Jackson, we found, didn't pick up certain things. There were certain things that he wasn't doing, and I didn't know what I didn't know back then, but I can see it now. Because Jordan does things like he'll notice babies. He smiles at himself in the mirror. He, he tracks people as they walk. He watches them as they do things. Jackson really didn't do those things. He was curious and he was interested and he would look at you if you got his attention, but he wasn't interested in on his own seeking that stuff out or finding it or it would attract his attention. If anything, it would it would be a nice distraction. If he heard something, he would turn and look, but then it didn't matter to him. It's similar to the consequences situation. So long along those lines, it's I now <laughs> now I have I will have Jackson in school full time, which is amazing. I mean, he does start school next week, which is incredible to me. And Jordan is going to be in therapy. And so there's a lot of that going on because I have to be available for those hours. And on top of it, John's working downtown as well as he has some tutoring jobs that are up in this area. So it's like he's cobbling together hours that will basically be a full time job. And I'm... I'm I'm your mom. I'm the mom. I'm the stay-at-home mom who has to make sure that my kids are okay. And like that's hard to do when you're also trying to be an actor, when you're also trying to be an artist. And when you get an audition, you know, they're not able 95% of the time to switch things around for you. You kind of have to go when they want you to go. So it, it turns into this, okay, how do I navigate this? How do I make this work? And it's hard. It isn't easy. It's it requires a lot of people being helpful and out there and willing to come and do things for you. I've called on my sister-in-law before. My brother's helped out. My mom has been amazing. It's just there. there's no way to gauge. And these things come in sometimes the night before. So uh, it just so happened on Monday, I got an audition for Tuesday. And it was Monday we were at the grocery store. And I was like, oh, I have an audition tomorrow. And it just so happened. John is almost never off on a Tuesday. He was he he was off that day. And so it worked out. And so I was like, all right. But but it did mean I had to miss half of Jordan's evaluation that he was getting. But John was home. So he jumped in and did that. But I still felt like, okay, it was important for me to go to this audition. Of course. I, I always will go to an audition. But – It also means that I had to make a choice that I was going to miss half of that evaluation. And so there was probably important information that I didn't hear. And I have to rely on John to be able to relay it back and give me info. And it's just there's a lot. And and my head is always spinning. So I know that it gets – does it get easier or do we just get better at it? I don't know. Whichever one it is, it gets something. And I know that as time goes on, 
uh, I know with Jackson, once we sort of figure out his schedule and get his meds set situated and get him in a better place and Jordan grows a little bit more and starts communicating a little bit better, I know that things are going to improve. I know the situation is temporary and I know that I need to lean into it and really appreciate it. And I'm doing that. I'm really finding those moments to do that. I'm also very covetous of my, t- my alone time. And that's hard because I also do think that I isolate myself a lot. So it's very hard to break out of that and find time to go be with other humans who are not my kids. Mostly because when Jordan takes a nap, that's my time to work out or that's my time to record the podcast or that's my time to edit or that's my time to work on an audition. Like that's it. I have those times to do those things. I don't even do laundry at those times. I don't even do the things that, you know, I I try to do something that's going to fill me in some way on a creative or on a necessary level for health. Any of those things. I try to get those things in. I, I, I know I'm not alone in this navigation and I know... I know my situation's unique in that it's not that I have kids and I'm a creative artist. It's that I have kids, I'm a creative artist, and one of those kids is a kid with special needs. And both my husband and I don't have stable jobs that have this relatively normal income. So a lot of what we're doing is robbing Peter to pay Paul oh we have a little bit of money in here but then we have to pay for Jackson's we have to max out his insurance so we have to make sure that that money that money that we got is earmarked for that or any money he gets for his birthday all gets thrown back into paying for his premiums for his insurance I mean there's we don't I mean the good thing about having a kid who doesn't really have attachments to anything specific is that you don't have to really worry about buying him anything specific I mean we buy him stuff but he doesn't need anything or want anything that he walks through the store and says, I want that. And I say, great. So the money that grandma and grandpa gave you is going towards paying your insurance today. Like that's what that has to be because I need your insurance to be working so that you can go to therapy. In the meantime, it's very lucky the days that I get to shower and uh, I get to work on a script and I get to audition for stuff. And I, I have to also give a shout out. I, I, I know I've talked about her before. Uh, I'm also hoping that I'll get her as a, a guest on the podcast because she fits the bill perfectly in that she is a mom and she's in this creative field, which is super important that I have more people that talk about this. Uh, but Casey, who's who's my agent, and she's she's su- she's such an amazing person to have on your team. She just understands and she cares, and yet she's still professional and she's still gets it and she's working her butt off all the time for for her clients she she is so she's just so passionate about this business and you don't really usually find that in agents in the same way you find it in some some of them are hustlers and they really like it but a lot of times they're really more about the business side of it and I find that Casey loves actors and she treats them with such care and such love and I I when I asked her if she would be on the podcast and she said yes I was like overjoyed because she really does fit the perfect bill and you really do need to hear from her so I'm very excited and we're going to schedule that hopefully now that both of our kids are going to be in uh in school (laughs) starting (laughs) in September so I didn't have a lot to go on with this episode today because it really was something that a lot of times with this with this podcast what happens for me is something will happen it'll trigger for me an idea that I've 
It's like, have I talked about that yet? Or let me go into more depth on this. And the whole reward consequences bribery thing, it really got me thinking. And there's an episode in uh, Parenthood where the one of the characters, one of the characters on that show, this is not a spoiler, has autism. And his mother is talking with her, I think it's her sister-in-law. And she's like, how do you get your son to do what you want him to do? How do you do that? Because I know that that was a struggle for you for a while. And it really seems like he listens and he does what you want. And she brings up this huge, like, I want to say like a caddy full of candy and has every single kind of candy. It's got like peanut M&Ms and it's got Skittles and it's got all this stuff. And she's like, I bribe him. And she just like put it right. It's very funny moment. And I thought about that and I, and I thought, you know, I could do that because Jackson, he loves food. And I'm not going to say that I haven't bribed him with certain foods at times, but I really didn't want that to be, I don't want to foster that kind of a relationship with food for him. And I didn't want rewards and bribery to be food based if I can avoid it. So I try very hard to make it, make those rewards be something that he wants that are not something that he's going to put into his mouth and, and associate it always with food. So I don't know. I've been 50% good on that because a lot of what they do at ABA when they open up a new program and they teach him something new that's hard for him is they reward with something. And Oftentimes it's food because that's the most motivating. And in Jackson, that is 100% the most motivating. Although they could probably reward with spinning. So, uh, and I'm sure they probably do. But uh, this is just, I mean, it's, it's amazing how these kids, it's so different for every kid and what's important to them. And that's neurotypical or neurodiverse. It doesn't matter. So I guess that's it. And I, I also just, I have to say that I'm working really hard recently this is all personal stuff I'm working really hard recently to try to put the put the good out there as much as possible rather than feeling negatively about things I'm going back and looking at the times when I felt the best even though I know that I cycle through depression and so a lot of it is not not in my control when it comes to my brain but what I can control and when I feel good or when I'm having a day that's not mired in actual depression that I really try to put the good out there as much as possible so that's one of the reasons that I did this shout out for my friends even though deep down if I'm really being honest with you and I'm really being truthful I am I want to be on their sets and I want to be working with them and I want to be I want to I want them to think of me when they put their stuff together of course because I'm an actor and that's what I want to do but at the same time I'm also like but I need to be building my own I need to be doing what they're doing. I need to take that leap and have the courage and the strength and the stamina to put something together. And if I'm really being honest, I don't think it's my season to do that right now. And I think I need to acknowledge that, that that doesn't mean it's not something I can do in the, I don't, it's not something that I won't be able to do in the future. And if that dream is still there, then I need to hang on to it. And if I have ideas, write them down. But I don't have to worry about them having to be come to fruition today because right now today my season is is really focusing on as much as I can do and right now I have a 15 month old and I have a six almost seven year old who's on the spectrum and I'm auditioning as much as I can as often as I can and my goal is to continue to be a working actor so at this point I gotta and and I gotta put food on the table like I gotta make some money and put some 
food into our kids' mouths, or we need to make money, I should say. So there's all of these pieces that I need to give myself a freaking break. I'm trying to remember to give myself a freaking break. And you should remember to give yourself a freaking break too, because you're doing a lot as well. And if you're not, then I doubt you're listening to my podcast because most of the people who who are here are doing the best that they can and the most that they can. And they're just trying to get through the day. We're all struggling in our own ways. And some days are better than others. And that's just the way it's going to be. So yeah, I give all of you a huge high five for the work that you're doing. And if you're in the midst of creating something good for you. And when I say creating, I mean, you could be crocheting a shawl that you saw in a magazine shout out to Megan and um or you could be writing uh I don't know some oh maybe you write letters to your friends maybe instead of doing emails you you've decided you have a friend and you write letters to each other my cousin Raina and I used to do that we would we would exchange journals a journal we would each we would take a journal we would write in it and then we would send it to the other one and the other one would then add to the journal I still have them by the way because they were so cool um, and also because I dropped the ball. It was my turn. And I forgot to send it to her. <laughs> Maybe, see, I could pick that up and I could finish writing to her. See, I could do that. So there are definitely ways that we are all finding our creative outlets. And again, this podcast is one of them for me. And I know I've talked about that before. So, <sighs> all right. Um, thanks for sort of going with me on this journey of we started in one place and we kind of ended in another. And sometimes that's the way life works. So I appreciate you sort of being on this journey with me. And as always, you can find me at Allie Real to Real. That's Allie, A-L-I-R-E-A-L-T-O-R-E-E-L on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can like and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and I hope you will because it helps people to find the podcast because it pops up in the new and noteworthy and it just makes it more popular or if you don't want to do that you can always share the episode I always post the episode in my uh, I'll link in my profile in the bio of my Instagram and I try to put a link at the bottom in the comments in the Facebook page and what else can I tell you? Sometimes I even post it on Twitter <laughs> when I'm thinking about it, which is Allie underscore Goodman. And that's Allie, A-L-I underscore Goodman. That's pretty much it, my friends. I appreciate you. I appreciate all that you do. I super appreciate when you listen to this podcast and I hope it's helping you. I really hope that this person's lawn gets very mowed. And I'm sorry for the noise today. It's not usually the way I like to run things. We were running out of time this week, and I wanted to make sure that we had time to actually record. So that's it. And just remember, take it one day at a time, one minute at a time, sometimes one second at a time. And just hang in there, friends. We're all in this together. Bye.